Here we go on a Monday action sports, Jacks. Overtime ESPN 690. Let's not bury the lead. Brian Middleton, you're on time. Oh, I thought the lead was going to be there. It didn't, uh, it didn't catch me. If you're having girl problems, I was waiting on you to be like, oh, you, you didn't get caught by a uh, national feed okay no i was i was i was happy about that brian but you're here you're on time you didn't get caught stuck in traffic they tried to though someone got someone got in a crash on the dane's point okay and i feel like in about 15 more minutes it probably would have been a traffic alert really probably would have been late but you got in and got out you said my shift is over and now it's time to talk some sports on espn 690 give or take i mean they just drive time didn't didn't Thing. increase to the time for me to do a traffic alert, and it, it wasn't that bad there. So, you know. There anyway. Anyway, Action Sports Jacks Overtime, ESPN 690. On a Monday, the voice of the broadcast, Don, on the ones and the twos. Casey Kurtz with you as well. Coming off a sports weekend in which, you know, we had football on Thursday. We had immediate reaction to that. We freaked out. We had a, we had a good time with that. Um, and then we go to a sports weekend where we had some baseball. Uh, the Premier League came back. You know, I was excited about that. Um, but this that was the last weekend we had without football for a very long time. We will have football this week. The Jags will play uh, before the weekend, and then we will have football on the weekend, and then we'll have another preseason weekend, and then we will have college football. Can you believe it? We made it through, Brian Middleton, the last weekend without football until February. We made it through. No, absolutely, man. We've, we've made it through. Um we still got some administrative things to do, though. I mean, you still have to declare, you know, are you a going team. back on mm-hmm. a, a franchise? Are you getting franchised for one more year with the Gators? Like, yeah. What, what's happening right here? What is your agent telling you? Because right now, you know, if you've been very hush. I have. You've been very, you know, mums the word. I have been very like, mum. Uh, like when LeBron uh, is about to, you know, leave a team and, you know, doesn't tell anybody. Mm-hmm. That he's about to go. We know you're about to go, but we just, where are you going to go? And, you know, you, you, you kept it close to the best. And what we're trying to do here, Casey Curtis, both as your co-host and I think the city of Jacksonville, really, yeah. you know, just intrigued by, are you going back to Gainesville, 45 minutes down the road, mm-hmm. or are you going to, you know, jump over the Florida State? Are you going to do the, the unthinkable. unthinkable? Yeah, there you nice. go. Same way. Nice job. Uh, yeah, I'm still deciding, man, but um, I will make that decision, right? I will not leave us to wonder. Uh, what that decision will be. Before the beginning of the season, I will definitely declare somewhere. But uh, we should just stick with college football, Brian Milton, because we have a top 25 that came out uh, earlier today in terms of the coaches poll. And we will break that down a little bit. I'm surprised by a lot of these, Brian Milton. Have you seen this yet, the coaches poll for this year so far? Yeah, I got some of them in uh, in star bench removed. So, uh, yeah, I've, I've seen uh, – Oh. Yeah, I've seen – seeing what's going on there okay well we're gonna let's talk about it just a little bit because let's we talk, talk about it we talked about it vaguely you know from three to six you know brent um not the world's biggest college football talker but me and brian middleton will talk some college football obviously at the top alabama uh the right decision without a doubt the rest of your top five in order ohio ohio state at two mm-hmm. georgia at three clemson at four and notre dame at five brian middleton i have a whole lot of problems with this okay start it off it starts with georgia there uh, we go. Did I? Did they or did they not win the national championship? That's what they did do. Did they or did they not return their coach and quarterback? I believe they did. So what did Ohio State do to jump them? Well, first of all, I wouldn't use the quarterback. I mean, I get it. He was on the team last year. Yeah, and I'm not but that's, him. that's the kind of stuff okay. you look for, though. Okay. If your quarterback leaves, oh, they lost, lost a lot of guys on defense. I get that. But you return your coach and quarterback and you win the title. How are you number three behind an Ohio State team that... 
So you would have been fine with them at two. They should have. I would have been fine at two at the lowest. You could have made the argument for one. As long as Alabama was number one. You're yeah. fine at UG. You're fine. Not saying you agree, but you're fine with them at two in that scenario. Two at the lowest. Like if Ohio State was number one, you would still be like, no. What's going on? What's going on? Yes. Yeah, CJ Stroud's very good. Don't get me wrong. You return Ryan Day as well. Cool. But. How are you going to do Georgia like this? Yeah, and I'm not a Georgia they, fan. You know what I'm saying? They they have all the chips in place where they should be getting the the benefit of the doubt. They mm-hmm. they won a championship. Recruiting class is crazy. Uh, the people that they did return, including the quarterback in you know Curb, I I had to be real with you, man. I I don't I don't understand it. And you know there's this obsession across the nation. You know you know a team that doesn't. Uh, that isn't affected negatively by East Coast bias, Ohio State. Never in my life mm-hmm. have they been affected by it. Yeah. If you're out in California, you usually busted in Mississippi, wherever that's at. I know somewhere near Mississippi. You usually get affected by it, but for some reason, Ohio State is not affected by it no. at all. Yeah, no. So, I mean, I, you know, I guess. And, and they got it. Look, they got a really good team. But why would they be ranked ahead of UGA. It makes it makes absolutely no sense to me. Unless you're going to put that much stock in CJ Stroud. Because like I understand it's been a while since we played college football. Ohio State wasn't that good. Mm-hmm. Like they was they don't like they were good. They weren't numbered like they weren't that good at the end of the season. No, yeah. They have no carryover bias to be in this position. And you're going to put them at two. That's weird. That's a weird thing for me. I can't I can't get with it. And I don't have to go much farther to have another complaint. The Clemson Tigers at number four? There we go. At number four? Yeah, saw that too. What did they do? Did I miss something? Did I miss something where Clemson was good? Did the quarterback figure things out? That's what I want to know. You know, you return him, but he wasn't that good. Great point. Um, Here's the thing with Clemson. Deshaun Watson, great with Clemson. Trevor Lawrence, great with Clemson. Amazing. Other than those two guys, when have they been good? Go ahead. Oh, you mean like national championship good? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that was okay with they, some of their other guys, right? They, they went eight, nine. They, they yeah. a ten a ten game. I mean, win season in. Yeah, but, but I was, know what you mean. What you're saying is that was I right. the kind of success they've had over the past half decade, especially when if they had that. Yeah, exactly. At point with such sustained sustained success. Yeah, and here's the thing: I got I got friends that listen that are Clemson fans. Okay, I got my man's. He's not my dad, but we call him pops. He played for Clemson back in the day, right? He go. listens to the show, so he's probably mad at the disrespect I'm given. Okay. But I think, I truly believe this. Clemson was carried by Deshaun and carried by Trevor, and you turn guys like Hunter Renfro, Travis Etienne, they had a, some really good players. That's really good players. But without the quarterbacks, those two, I don't think they're very good. So to put them here at number four is nothing but what they've been. Listen, man, this is the first time in about – I would I would argue about six or seven years I've been like, hey man, tell Clemson to come come on down to Columbia. We ready, or wherever we coming up to Death Valley. I'm not even sure. I haven't even checked that yeah. far in the season yet. Yeah, you know, usually, man, the 2010s. I've been like, man, yeah, I play Clemson again. I mean, I know it's a rivalry. <laughs> I play them this year too. Yeah, man, I know they're gonna try to run the score up. Yeah, but it's like yeah, this is the first year in a while. You know, William Bryce Stadium. Hey man. Hope y'all not coming. Hope y'all not coming to Columbia, Clemson. I mm-hmm. hope that's not the case because I know your quarterback ain't got things figured out. No disrespect to pops. No disrespect. He's probably mad too. He was probably mad he last was. season. So. He was. You know. And here's the thing. Tell you what, I believe South Carolina has the better quarterback in that game. Absolutely, Mr. Rattler. Mr. Rattler, no doubt about it. Um, 
I, I'm going to say something that might be very controversial. Oh, okay. All right. So you're going to go to Notre Dame, obviously, then. No, I'm going to stick with Clemson for one more really? statement. Okay. South Carolina might have the better coach. Now, now listen. <laughs> I got to – it's a fine line, right? Because mm-hmm. the fan of me want to just be like, I'm glad you finally made the right decision. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to sit down and I, I need to ponder okay. that. I need to hear your argument on that one. It's just, it's just the same argument. Because if I got a whole national championship – and national championship appearances, I, and you telling me some dude down the street, an hour and a half down the street, yeah, that just beat, got finished beating Tennessee, got finished being happy about getting the six six win, man. Yeah. If you don't get out my face, but what's your what's your argument on that, Casey? Uh, go back and look at all the national championships he won without two generational quarterbacks. Well. It's, I'm saying, does he yeah. get does he get too much credit for Trevor? He recruited him there. Don't get me wrong. Does he get too much credit for Deshaun Watson and Trevor? I don't think you can give him too much credit. I think you can. If I get you down here, listen. If I get you down here, and we get to a national championship, it mm-hmm. wasn't it wasn't all these guys, right? Generational talent or not? Yeah. The pieces that were around him as well. Some of them he helped get better. I'm talking about the actual quarterbacks, whether it be you know Deshaun or Trevor. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, there are, there's coaching for a reason. There's recruiting for a reason. But there is some coaching going on during the, you know, the offseason, during the games, yeah. during the weeks of practice. Someone's setting up the play calls. Someone's figuring out what the scheme is going to be for this particular, you know, team. Even though a lot of times if you have the more talented squad, you could just be like, hey, we're going to roll the ball out there. Yeah. Y'all call the plays. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know about that one. Dabo may call you. You may have to go see Dabo about that. I'll go see him. Here's, the th- I think, the point I'm trying to make with this. Okay. I think Trevor Lawrence and Deshaun Watson could win with any coach. I don't think that the plays – I could be wrong. I don't think that the offensive mind that Dabo became was the reason they won. I think they won because those two were so good, they could have won and taken any coach to that point. They definitely couldn't have gone to UTEP and taken that coach to that point. I don't care what no one tell me. Well, not- I don't even know if UTEP still got a football team. Okay. But they definitely wouldn't have been able to do that. So I'm going to have to disagree with you there. I just think whoever Clemson had in place at the time, they would have done that. Uh, well, you know. We'll, we'll never, never know. know. We'll never know. But we'll I'm going to disagree know. on that end right there. All right. If you would have placed them in any of a, a, you know the top, what do you want to say, top 40, 45 programs, then, yeah, they probably could have gotten. Well, that's what I don't mean UTEP. I just think well, if then say that because if the coach of Clemson was somebody not named Dabo Sweeney, I think they still Trevor still wins a national championship. I think Deshaun Watson still wins a national championship. Well, if they have the other guys around him too, like everything sure. else has to be the same except for the coach. In which case, I start giving that new coach some a lot of the credit that Dabo's receiving. Someone has to be the CEO, and in college, that's the coach. In the pros, people start arguing it's more so the quarterback in the sense of handling a lot of things with the team and Mm -hmm. some of the other responsibilities that you have that you don't have in college. So, yeah, you know, listen, I think Dabble's getting the right amount of the right amount of praise or whatever you want to call it, because that's that's the actual that's the normal level when you get coaches that can beat Nick Saban. Yeah. The guy who is considered, I think, by a lot of people to go. Yes. So you start doing that. You start meeting up with Saban and giving him a hard time and, and winning every now and then. Yeah, you're going to get that. Kirby's going to get that. And he should get that. That mm-hmm. kind of praise, that kind of accolades, that kind of, oh, yeah, okay, this this is the guy right here. You want to go play for him. 
Look at this guy coaching. Yeah. Speaking of other people that give Jimbo or uh, give Nick Saban a hard time is Jimbo Fisher, and that's not really on the field. That's more of just in press conferences. And uh, I elbow. I thought they buried the hatchet though. Yeah, who knows? I mean, I they said they did. October 8th, oh, I yeah. believe. Yeah, no, I'm hyped for that. I'll be I'll be under CBS 47. Can we get media 47. credentials today? Can we get media credentials today? Is that in uh, Texas? Texas A&M. How are we gonna get there? You gonna drive me? That's fair. I mean, uh, but by the way, Texas A&M is number seven in the preseason poll. I'll give you the other ones quick because I know we got to hit a break. Notre Dame at five again. I don't get it, man. Texas or uh, Michigan, sorry, at six. They at least have the carryover from last year. They were really good. Right. So I'll give it to them. Uh, Texas A&M at seven. I'm pleased to see this. Utah at eight. Utah's really good. It's taking a while. And they will open up the season against the Gators. And so they'll be one and oh. That's what you that's the kind of tone you just had. Yeah. They're gonna be one and oh after the fourth quarter. Because here's here's the thing. That's um that's a really interesting game because you put him at number eight right there in the coaches' poll, right? So, one of two things is going to happen. Obviously, it's a football game. Okay. They're going to go to Gainesville and beat an SEC team on the road to open the season. That's a huge win, even though the Gators aren't going to be a ranked team. Even if you're number eight, you're supposed to win. I get it. That's still a big win because it's on the road, it's the SEC, and it's across the country. The flip side of that is the Gators might beat the number eight ranked team in the country at home. Listen, man, William Napier said, bring them on. Come on down here. I think it's a facet. I'm, I'll tell you, you want to talk about media credentials, I'm be getting one for that game. Yeah? Yeah, I need to be there for that. William Napier? Yeah. In I'm his a- very first game, huh? Went over a top 10 team. That's what you're predicting, huh? Okay. <laughs> no, I'm not. Yeah, they are. might cover the spread. We'll, we'll figure out on that. By the way, this one has me furious, Brian Middleton. Yeah. Oklahoma. I saw that. At number nine. I saw that. Are you kidding me? And, and look who they were ahead. But Bo- yeah, both quarterbacks gone. Yeah. Coach gone. Gone. And finishing the top ten. You got the sound? Finishing the top ten is the Baylor Bears. The Baylor Bears. Man. Talk about disrespect. The Baylor Bears. Baylor should not be 10. They should be above Oklahoma. Why is Oklahoma 9? Because it's a crap conference, maybe? History? (laughs) I don't know. It makes no sense. By the way, quickly, Oklahoma State, Oregon, NC State, I'm happy to see. Michigan State, USC at 15, no surprise. Pitt, Miami, Texas, Wake, Wisconsin, Kentucky, Kentucky, Cincinnati, Arkansas, don't call them Arkansas, Ole Miss, and Houston. A lot of different teams, though. Yeah. So I like that. And what else I like? It, not really. I don't like it at all. It's taking a break because then we can't talk. But we got to take a break. We got to do what we got to do. We come back more to do Action Sports Jacks Overtime ESPN 690. We'll be right back. Again, got the car back. I'm back off the training camp IR. I'm gonna have to head out there. Hey, hold on. Okay, we're talking break. Got your got your parking stuff situation. No, no, no. I ain't got the parking situation. Oh, no, no, no. I don't know about the parking. I just know that I can get to where we need to meet the carpool. Type oh, oh, oh. Okay, okay. Yeah. So we'll work on that. But yeah, I'm back. Mobile. Got the car back. We chilling. Uh, I have great news, by the way. Say this on the air. Okay. Remember when I thought I lost our office key? No, so, you you didn't think it. You knew it was it. gone. Yeah. So. Um, for those who don't know, me and Brian Milton got an office. Brett Martino's very jealous. This is Action Sports Jacks Overtime on ESPN 690. That's Brian Milton. I'm Casey Kurtz. But so we got an office. Got a joint office. office. Whole okay. office. I have not been in it once because I lost the key. 
I lost the key like the first day we got the office, and I was scared to tell Boss Man Jim. I was scared to tell anybody. I didn't tell Brent because he'd make fun of me. I told Brian because I said, hey, I lost my key. He laughed. I told Aaron. I said, hey, I lost the key. He laughed. And I just conceded that I was never going to get to go in our office. But guess where the key was? Uh, in the laundry. It was on. No. It was on the key ring of the keys of the car I didn't have. Oh, so you were responsible with the key. So it was on the, yes. Okay. So I get the car back, and I'm like, what is this big, massive key that's way too big for my door? It is big. It's the office key. It's a big key. Maybe a master key, actually. So I didn't lose the key, and I can get in the office. How about it? Well. Clap it up for me. No, no, I had a sound effect ready. I'm not going to do that. It kind of lost it, though. You kind of lost it. I did. I was terrified. I don't want to be a hater, but you, what, were you really, though? The, you, here's the, here's the, the one fear had I had. Not scared. Every day I come in, I walk by Jim's office, say, hey, Jim. Or he, Jim says, hey to me. Say, hey, Jim. And I was scared. He's going to be like, hey, let's go look at something in the office. I was going to be like, Jim, you're never going to believe this. I lost the key. But I found it. So if he were to ask tomorrow, I could get in. Now you can just say no. Like I just saying, no. Yeah. So anyway, the good news is I do have the office key. That's exciting to nobody but me, but I will not be getting fired over losing the office key 45 seconds after he handed it to me. It was quick. It was literally the next day. Yeah. So uh, crisis averted, and we can get in the office the, whenever we the, choose. And you got the car back. And I got the car. And you don't got to dirty up Amanda's car no more. No more. And she don't got to flex on you on Twitter talking about, you yeah. know what I mean? She's still going to try to flex on I'll me, put though. put them hands on you, though. I was like... Casey, Bob and Weave, you hear me? Bob and Weave. Okay. Anyway, uh, this weekend, Hall of Fame induction ceremony, obviously everybody knows. Uh, pretty. Oh, was that this week? I, th- I think it was. Pretty pretty massive, de- pretty massive deal for Jacksonville. Uh, excited for Tony Baselli. Congratulations to him once again. Uh, Leroy Butler as well. Brian Middleton, you told me you were locked into the Hall of Fame ceremony. Wow, you were getting a, a pump in? That was a weird way to, to, to phrase that, but I appreciate it. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was gym. at the gym. <laughs> I see. Yep, I was at I the gym. And, uh, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I just, I plugged in when, uh, when the ceremony was starting. And so I was actually upstairs, uh, where like a lot of the, the treadmills and stuff when it actually started. So I was able to plug in a little bit. Get a jog in. You know what I mean? And, uh, yeah, no, nah, I saw, I, I saw a lot of it, honestly, while I was up there. Are so you? I thought it was I thought it was real good. It's very surreal again to see you know in the really that you well I haven't run into Tony uh, full admission even though we're in the same city but plenty of people have I feel Most like you probably have I have you yeah. know what I'm saying yeah but it's it's very surreal to see that and, and to know the history and know that you know it's a guy who you know even though I'm, he came from USC I'm not sure where he's Colorado from, Colorado mm-hmm. but you know he's been a part of Jacksonville now for easily what 25 30 going on 30 yep. years now. Uh, a part of the community in a lot of different ways. I'm sure he's been involved with a lot of different, just like maybe charities or yep. just the community in general, as well as being a part of Jaguars history and some of the best teams, probably the best teams we've had to date. Yeah, for um, sure. You know, just, just you know, he's going into the hall. And again, I don't remember his age, but he's still, a, you know, a fairly, you know, youngish guy. Like he's not like 73 or something no, like no, that. No, no, no. Uh, Plenty of life to live, and know? it's it's just it's surreal to to watch him and, and his uh, his speech was really good, and the same thing for Leroy Butler. And I can I can remember the, like those Packers teams, and and, and it was uh, I didn't know his history back then, you know, being like a little kid. I didn't yeah. know he's from Jacksonville. I mean, I wasn't even in Jacksonville yet, 
but I do remember him. I remember him, and it was this dude from San Francisco. His name was like uh, Merton Hanks. Ah, I can't. I'm gonna chop his first name up. But he had like this long neck, and he used to do this celebration where he would like, like jiggle his neck. Look, it's like Merlin Merton Hanks for San Francisco. Okay. I'll look it up in the break, man. But you'll see what I'm talking about. It's way funnier uh, when you see what he did, though. I like but it. It was dope. Um, I, but speaking of San Francisco, Bryant Young, mm-hmm. I think that his speech was really good. Uh, it talked about his son that passed away at 15. Yeah. Uh, you know, really just – I, all of these guys, man, uh, and, and we've got to try to do an even better job of this, and I always respect individuals in the media or people who are just fans who, who truly understand that these guys have real stories. And, and Bryant Young's, you know, his when he's talking about his son, you know, not all of their stories have – maybe so much tragedy that, it, that they can just yeah. point to right then and there. But to speak of emotion, they all have stuff that's, that has caused ups and downs. And they're, and they're real people. And you look at these guys, and you're like, you know what? What they were able to accomplish really was a combination of, yes, there was a lot of God-given ability, but it was really a lot of hard work and a lot of determination. That's what a lot of this stems from. Mm-hmm. And when we did the piece over in TV about Leroy Butler and, and his, you know, growing up and the ailments that he was dealing with and then how he, he kind of got into football. Like, these stories from these guys are magnificent. Uh, and it's something very interesting. I wish we could dig deeper, but I know that they try to, you know, wrap the speeches up. They don't want you to go too long. But, man, I just – it was a very surreal moment, even for someone like myself who has really no connection to Tony Baselli, but to just see that and to – vaguely remember those Jaguars teams and just see him go like the full like the full scope now he's on the end like the pinnacle of your career yeah I don't know which one would be considered more the pinnacle but the pinnacle of your individual career the Hall of Fame I think the Super Bowl Super Bowl win is the pinnacle of a career right yeah but to actually go into the Hall of Fame you wanted the best to ever play it yeah you know so yeah it was great it's a two things off of what you said that kind of sparked I was thinking about this the other night uh, after the ceremony, and it was like, you know, in the Hall of Fame, just to play in the sport in the NFL, you're the top 1% of every kid that ever played football, right? There's so – I played football, you played football. I imagine most people at some point played some sort of organized football. So you make it to the NFL, you're the top 1%. You make it to the Hall of Fame, you're the top 1% of the 1%. Yeah. Like, you can say, like, a lot of people – I've made this argument before for baseball. Like, they let too many people in. I say that for baseball all the time. You can let in 10 people, 12 people a year, and it's still the top 1%. No, absolutely. Because you get a whole new rookie class of 250, 300 dudes every year, and you, you get 10 Hall of Famers, yeah. you know, a year at best. Yeah. So, like, the top one of the top 1%, it's crazy if you break down the numbers to me. I don't know if anybody else finds it crazy. But now Tony Baselli is in that group, the top one of the top one. Yeah. I mean – it's incredible. And then the other part of it that you bring up that I think hits home with a lot of people is I don't know Tony Baselli on a personal level like Brent does or right, some of the right. other people in the media have met him before. But I think when you see Tony Baselli up there and you're a Jags fan and living in Jacksonville, and this is not the case for most of us, but you feel like you know him. Yeah. Because he is so involved in everything in, in the Jags and, and, and Jags fans in our lives. Like, Tony Baselli's very involved. And I felt like when Tony Baselli was up there, like, I knew the man. Yeah. And I, a lot of Jags fans felt the same way. Or I know the man, I should say. 
And I think that's what's so likable about him. I think that's why so many people went up there to support him because he really feels like a, a friend. And seeing a friend and a first-time Jag go in the Hall of Fame is is incredible. There's no other way to put it. So, yeah, the speech was fantastic. He did a good job. You, there were some parts that you knew were going to get emotional. I thought he handled it very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody did a, a really good job. I think it was uh, cool of you to highlight some of the other speeches that we weren't maybe keen into in Jacksonville, Brian Young especially. So it's a good day, man. It's it's one of those days where, like, everything is right with the world. Yeah. There's emotions with it, obviously, as you mentioned. Everyone's been through something, and they're they're speaking on that. But everyone's just happy. You know, you get a Jag, you get a Patriot, you get a 49er, and nobody, you know, there's no, you know, tough love for anybody. Everyone's just happy you made it to the Hall of Fame. It's a good day. It's a good day for football. It's a good day for football fans, and it it signals the start of the season. And now we go from here. Jags will play again this week. They will play the Browns. We will talk about the Deshaun Watson part of this as the week goes on. Will he play? He's he, he talking some more. Deshaun, Deshaun going to timeout. Just come out for the game. Yeah, tell you Holy what. Holy smokes. It'll be interesting to see if he plays, by the way. Uh, probably won't spend too much time on this, probably other than right now. Kareem Hunt requests a trade from the Browns. That's interesting. Mm. I, I mean, not here. Like, I wouldn't trade for him here. But he's a he's an RB1. Like, somebody who's in need of running back help, I would trade for the man. So, uh, we'll see how that plays out. But the Browns will be in Jacksonville later this week. And we will see if Trevor Lawrence, if Christian Kirk... And the first-team offense plays. Since we saw a lot of the first-team defense, we'll see how Doug Peterson manages the reps in that game. When we come back, it's start, it's bench, and who will I remove from the face of the earth? Find out next. Action Sports Jacks Overtime ESPN 690 on a Monday. The broadcast on Brian Middleton on the ones and twos. Follow him at the broadcast on Casey Kurtz with you as well. Follow at K Kurtz. I'll be I'm cool with that as well. My man Brian Middleton, though, he be he's the one putting up all the show clips, doing all that extra work. Appreciate right, you. True. Appreciate you, you Brian. We'll do what do you mean you put up the clip today? 50-50. Come on, Casey Kurtz. And, hey, listen, you the one that uh, be adding in all the different uh, I do audio clips. Yeah. I'm like, uh, that's creativity at work right there. Tell you what. They don't pay you enough, Casey Kurtz. Say it again. You need to go back into contract negotiations. With Florida Gators, with Cox Media. Just everybody. <laughs> Just everybody. Restart. Anyway, no contract negotiations anytime soon. But start bench removed. Start bench removed. Coming up very soon, actually. Right now. Okay. I thought you pumped me for a second because no, I was like, I started the music, so I guess I'm going to turn it back down. All right. So, Casey Kurtz, uh-huh. as always, rules? Don't need them. Start one, bench one, remove one from the face of the earth. One day you'll say, yeah. That's why I always ask. All one right. Day, so, I'll uh, throw you off. Let's start with the easy one right here. All right. Casey Kurtz? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plums, pears, or peaches? Plums, pears, or peaches? I don't like fruit. <laughs> uh, hold on. Plums, pear, peach. I'm going to start peach because uh-huh. that's the fruit I've eaten the most out of those. Okay. Uh, mm, pears are, you know what? Pears are, you know, I'll bench pears, but now I'm rethinking my decision. Can I switch? I thought you didn't need the rules, Casey. Yeah, I can't switch. Uh, I'm definitely, but what I do know is I'm definitely getting rid of the plum. Wow. Wow. I've only had, like, the plum, like, the juice, I think. Not good. Never had a plum for real. Plum juice? I think. 
Like from a store? Yeah, I think so. Maybe not plum juice. Plum some. I've never had a plum, but I've had plum flavored some, then I wasn't into it. I think it was plum juice. Do they not have plum juice? For a quarter of a century. Almost. Almost. Birthday coming up. In September, right? September, yes. And you ain't never had a plum? I've never once had a plum. I know what his birthday present is going to be, folks. Yeah, they have plum juice. I'm looking right at it. I've definitely had plum juice. I don't know why, though. It doesn't. They're still getting removed. This is supposed to be the easy one. It's not. What did you fruit. start again? What did you start again? Not pears. What peaches. Are the peaches. I really. I Robert. should. I shouldn't have done that. Oh. I should have started the pear. Oh. Okay. Like Rick Ross once said, "Shout out to the pear." <laughs> you remember know. that? I don't know. What I mean. You never see that? Yeah, seen Shout it. out to the pear. I've yeah. Seen it. I've seen it. They uh, got him skinny. Now he's big again. Anyway, Rick Ross. Next Ricky up, Rose Casey Kurtz. Yep. <laughs> Uh, AL Central, MLB. Sure. Okay. Weak, weak, weak. It is weak. Weak division. Holy smokes. Yep. So I'm going to give you three teams. Okay. Twins, Guardians, mm-hmm. White Sox. Start bench, remove them. Yeah, I... Two games separates those three teams. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. I will start... Believe it or not, I will start the Guardians. Okay. I picked the Twins to win the division. I think they will eventually fall out of it. Uh, but I will bench the Twins because I don't believe in the White Sox. The White Sox fooled everybody. They have all these stars on their roster, all these young players that are very good. I don't think they have the right manager in place. Tony La Russa is a Hall of Famer. That's great, but he's like 100 years old and doesn't relate to his players. I think that's hurting them. I'm, I'm honestly surprised he's still their manager with the expectations they had and what they've done. I think the Guardians are young and interesting. Jose Ramirez is great. Mm. I'll keep the Twins in there, but I will start the Guardians because I do think they will win this division. Mm. So let me ask you this. I don't know if there's uh, close in age. I could be not lazy and look it up. But Tony Larusa and Dusty Baker, they're both old, old. Oh, yeah, they're both old, old. So how is Dusty Baker on the surface? Because you're not in either of the clubhouses. What yeah. do you think that difference is? Because he's had success just well, by where he's went. And, I mean, yeah. uh, Tony Larusa, I would assume, too, he was with the Cardinals. He was with the A's. He was mm-hmm. Here's, here's the thing. Dusty Baker's always been a player's coach. Okay. First, Tony Larusa's always been a a tougher coach, but now I know what I'm going to say is going to sound dumb and you're going to, it's, it's just let me explain it. Okay. It's not when Dusty Baker took over the Astros, it was not that tough to be their coach. And here's why they just came off the cheating ah! thing. I know. I knew you're going to do that. They just come off the cheating scandal. They needed someone to rally around. And Dusty Baker was that guy. He's an all time rallier. Like he's an all time father slash grandfather figure. So it was not hard for the Astros players to rally around him, and they wanted to play for him. Thus, it made his job very easy. Tony La Russa's never had that with the White Sox. Tony, La- That was the guy when he got hired, there was like, what are you doing type thing. And he's never related to that locker room. So I think he's not the easiest guy to play for. I don't know how much the players want to play for him. On the other side, the Astros want to play for Dusty Baker because he came in and had their back immediately after the cheating thing. So I think that's where it differs. Okay. Good stuff. You need to pull that clue. That was good, Casey. All right. I'll give you another easy one, man. Uh-huh. Jogging, biking, jump rope. Bing. Jump roping. Jump roping. Jump rope. Jump rope. You know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I'll start the bike. Okay. That's um, solid. I will uh, bench the jump rope by default because I'm not running. <laughs> I wouldn't jog if I had to. And some would say I have to. I'm kind of fat. Mm. Right? Mm. I'm not jogging. At all? I quit baseball solely so I didn't have to run anymore. Okay? 
I'm not running. Okay. For nothing. Not one thing. Unless there's free food somewhere. The money's I might right. consider it. Eh, money's right. Or free food, I consider. I, bike is cool, though. Uh, jump rope, I've never been good at it. Believe it or not, I've never been good at jump rope. Okay? <laughs> believe it or not, now believe. Yeah. I'm believe, sure, believe. I'm sure it's not that hard to believe. Yeah. Anyway, what do we got? Uh, Next up, man, we're going back to the MLB real quick. What team are you most impressed by in the last 10 games? All of these teams have gone 9-1. Okay. The Dodgers, the Phillies, the Cardinals. The Phillies are 9-1 in their last 10? Yeah. Yeah, I had to look twice. You know what? Phillies. I'll start the Phillies because go. I didn't know, and it's hard for me to believe even now, but if you looked it up, I believe you. Um, I, I guess that trade deadline did them some good. The moves they made jump-started the team, Brandon Marsh being one of those. So, you know what? I'll give it to the Phillies. Why not? Um, you said most impressed with, correct? Right. I'm going to have to bench the Cardinals and remove the Dodgers. Here's why. Let me tell you about the Cardinals first. I get it. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Cardinals were in second place. They went on this run. I did know this because the Brewers pretty much sold even though they were in first. They trade Hater. Cardinals jump them. I think the Cardinals are a sneaky good team. I think they could go really far in the playoffs. So I am impressed, but moderately because I thought they would be good, and that's where I come to the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. I have to remove the Dodgers here because they're the best team in baseball. They are. So I'm not surprised that they are 9-1 in their last 10, although they just took it to the Padres who made all those moves. Yeah. So I'm not surprised with the Dodgers. I'm surprised with the Phillies. I'm, I'm very surprised, and... Good, good for them. I don't know what that's going to uh, amount to, though, because, yeah, you know, the Mets are winning that division. Very, Braves in there still. Bra- hey. Braves are going to be a wild-card team. You yeah. know the Padres are going to be a wild-card team. That leaves one. Do the Phillies get that spot, or do the Brewers come back into it? But I'm, I'll go with the Phillies there. Surprised. Okay. Uh, I'm surprised that um, you didn't take a chance to gloat about the Yankees and how right you feel like you've been yeah, since – um, the beginning of the season. We'll let this play out, man. You know what I'm saying? Yankees struggling right now. There's no doubt about it. Struggling. Struggling. I hear. Okay. Both your teams are struggling. Braves struggling, too. My Braves ain't struggling. Don't do that. They just lost four or five to the Mets. I understand it's not a struggle, man. They've been there before. They okay? have. They have. All right, Casey, let's uh, let's go back to an easy one, okay? Titlins, Hogmaw, or Pig Feet? What? Chitterlings, Hogmaw, or Pig Feet? Do I still have a pass? I have a pass. You got a pass. Pass. I don't know what any of those three things are. Tibbs has been not lazy and looked it up, Casey. <laughs> no. This was a perfect clip pull right here. And Casey's like, nah, I'll pass. All right, let's go. I don't know what those things are. Let's go back to the first segment then, USA uh, preseason coaches poll. Top okay. 25, okay? Mm-hmm. Let's go with the top three, okay? I think I know where you're going to go, but, you know, uh, uh, lament on them a little bit more. Alabama, Ohio State. UGA. Yes. Uh, I'm, even with the love I gave the UGA to start the show, I'm going to start Alabama. There's no oh. question. Oh, oh, okay. My bad. Yeah. I had that wrong. Really? Yeah, I yeah, knew yeah. I going to get rid of, but I thought yeah. the UGA was going to be the starter. Okay. Nah, I got to start Alabama. I mean, Bryce Young, Nick Saban, uh, Will Anderson. On him was there last year. I'm just saying. Yeah, but you got that other, the next year under your belt, Bryce Young's going to be better. So I, I'm going to start that. I will obviously bench Georgia. It's close. It's very close. But even though I said it's a big thing to return the quarterback, the quarterback still has questions in Georgia. And, uh, again, I gave him a lot of love to start the show, and rightfully deserved. They did lose a lot of guys on defense. I think the guys that will step in will be just as good. So I, I know that the number one pick was one of those guys that's now in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. But I think they have the depth and the recruiting that they will be fine on the defensive side. And then Ohio State, what are we doing? I like C.J. Stroud. I got to remove Do you? The way you keep dissing him. Do you like him? He's the only thing I like about that team. Okay. I like C.J. Stroud a lot. I think Ryan Day's interesting. It's the first time he's really had 
struggle since taking over a really good team from Urban Meyer, but we're going to find something out about Ryan Day as we go along in terms of recruiting, in terms of anything. Michigan's a lot better, so I'm going to have to remove them. They have no business being ranked above Georgia in the rankings, though. Okay. Uh, let's go to the next three. Clemson, Notre Dame, Michigan. Uh, it is. I mean, you know how I feel about Clemson and their coach. Notre Dame, new coach, good recruiting class. I will start – I don't even know why. I'm going to start Michigan. I, I mean, a lot of stability, a lot of stability with Michigan. They do lose Hutchinson, but other than that, they're pretty much intact. So I will stick with a Michigan team that's still growing, goes to the playoff last year. I'll start them. I guess that means I'm benching Notre Dame because I'm obviously removing Clemson. Bro, you gotta let that hate go, man. I know, that but that hate's gonna hold you back, man. It probably will, but not. I'm not letting it go this show. Clemson and Notre Dame on a neutral field, and you you gonna go Notre Dame over Clemson on a neutral field? Come on, man. Clemson and Notre Dame <sighs> in, at Notre Dame. How about that one? Give How me Notre Dame with the points. All right, I'll give Clemson right. points what? in that one. Okay. At home? All right. Listen. Yeah, no, it's South Bend. Notre Dame has has one thing that they've had, and that's defense. And we, the thing we have questions on about Clemson is their quarterback and their offense. You put a decent defense against a quarterback we have questions about who lost the cap. who lost some good weapons for him. I'll go Notre Dame there. All right. I'm not going to uh, – you'll see the omission I made right here. Okay. Texas A&M, Utah, Baylor. I like all of these teams a lot. Start Baylor. The Baylor Bears! Because I have to. Got no choice. Yeah. Uh, I really like Utah. I'm going to bench them. So I guess I got to remove AM. What are they? You see that payroll? I've seen the payroll. It's <laughs> big. See this? It's big. I've oh, seen the okay. payroll. You wildin'. I might wild be. One. I might be. Yeah, it's you true. A wild one. It's true. I might be. You are a wild boy. I like all. Yeah. Look this, man. I agree. I like all three of those teams. I, all three of those teams, put it on the board, finish top 10 this year. All three. Okay. They all started top 10, so I mean... Yeah, but now they got to play. I mean, like, Texas A&M has to play Alabama and all these other SEC teams. I think Utah... The only way Utah's not top 10 is if they get disrespected or they slip up in a game like the Gators. And... Who's the other team? Baylor. Baylor's going to be fine. (laughs) (laughs) Who's the other team? Um, (laughs) All right. Well, Casey Curtis, uh, that's all we got time for today. All right, start bench move on a Monday. I like the Baylor Bears. Trust me, they're going to be all right, even if I occasionally forget their name. But nonetheless, last break of the day, we finish up the show on the other side. Action Sports Jacks Overtime, ESPN 6-9. He'll be right back. The Baylor Bears! minutes to go. Action Sports Jacks Overtime ESPN 690 on Monday. Brian Middleton the broadcast dawn on the ones and twos. Casey Kurtz with you as well as we wrap up on a Monday. Brian Middleton you know what football season means to us people like me and you? You know don't talk to me on Sundays because after church (laughs) that. But don't let it be the London game. I don't know. I may have to catch online service. True. Or we'll run at the same time. Uh, but no, what does it mean, Casey? Fantasy football. Oh, yeah. We sipping got, ain't easy. Sipping we ain't easy. We coming back, baby. And sipping, sipping ain't easy. We in the building. Come on. Now, Brian, I do want to uh, – I'm going to break some news to you now. Uh-huh. I think you're going to be excited about this. Oh, I'm going to get it. Oh, really? Our previous commissioner has decided he does not want to play. We will miss him. 
Wow. Um, and that is because uh, I can't put it any lighter than I beat the holy heck out of him all season. Uh, beat him multiple times. Also beat him in the picks. He oh. could beat me in real life because he does that to other men. Uh-huh. But um, he has respectfully bowed out. Wow. I appreciate it because, you know, how, how much can you lose in fantasy to this guy? Uh-huh. So, Brian Middleton, with that spot, I'd be happy to offer to you in the ESPN 690 League the fantasy spot if you're interested. What's that going for? You got to tell me the price off air. What's it, that? What's, that going? What's it, the entry? It's free. Really? Yeah, it's just bragging rights. I tried to get everyone to pay, and they said no. But if you want the spot, Brian, as a as a co-host on this station, I'm it's all yours. You know? I'm Clap it up for Brian Middleton. Let's go. He's in the league. Let's go. He's in the league. He will compete against Bram Martineau, myself, Aaron Schachter, yeah. Stuart Weber, uh-huh. Marcel Robinson, uh-huh. Olivia Tassley, yeah. Justin Kuzar. They all can get it. You hear me? Anybody can get it. Pull that clip right now and tag them all on Twitter. Huh? I'm here. Team Simpin' ain't easy. Simpin', Simpin ain't, ain't easy. easy. I'll tell you what he's in. Ooh. He's in the league and he's excited about it. So, um, yeah, fantasy football season upon us. I'll have to get a draft scheduled. Uh, check this out, Brian. You'll appreciate this. Probably not. Fantasy soccer, I play that as well. Okay. Yesterday, I had a banner day in fantasy. Let me tell you about it. DFS, Daily Fantasy, mm-hmm. played Premier League as well as NASCAR. Tell you yeah. about the Premier League. I played uh, in a one-game showdown concept, so you only had the players from that game. Played Erling Halling in his EPL debut. Talk about two goals. Okay. Want some good money in there. Went to NASCAR. Had a good finishers. Okay. Won a couple hundred dollars yesterday in, in uh, DFS. Nice. Holla at your boy. Clap it up for me. My guy. My boy. Get that money, my boy. Get it ready to send it right over here, my boy. I tell you what, fantasy season is upon us, and you know me and Brian Middleton are excited for that. That's it for us. We're back tomorrow. Have a good night, everybody. We will talk to you tomorrow. For Brian Middleton, I'm Casey Kurtz. Have a great night. I want to eat a spicy chicken in my Tesla. (laughs) Is it too much to ask?